All right, we are back in the new studio. The move was uh, as painless as it could be, I suppose. And we got a little bit of a hiccup, so we had to take a week off. Almost took two weeks off. Had a uh, had a guest bail on me last minute. And uh, my good friend here, Mark Horn, One Dull Geek, was kind enough to uh, be a fill-in if you will, uh, doing me a huge favor and, um, just, yeah, I really wanted him on the pod. I had him on the podcast before, but you guys didn't get to hear it because I didn't release it because I had some technical sound issues on my end and I wasn't going to release a product that was subpar. Uh, you guys need good quality and, uh, I'm not going to release anything that's not good quality. As far as audio quality, the quality of me in my shenanigans, that's to be uh, determined. Like, I'm not going to hold back on that. I'm just, like, I'm a train wreck, you guys. I just can hide it most of the time. <laughs> Unless it's like the last episode of the Como Barrio. Uh, the train wreck really, uh, it just, it, it's in full force. And I can't, I can't keep it on the rails. That thing's going off the rails when he's around. He brings it on me. What can I say? Uh, this episode, 35, One Dull Geek. Like I said, he uh, he's a poker Twitch streamer. Don't let that run you guys off if you're not poker players or poker savvy. Like I really don't talk a lot about poker and stuff like that. These people have so much more to offer than just what they do as far as like that kind of stuff goes. So, and I know that I know people don't want to listen to poker talk. So it's uh, it just turns into like good talk that a guy that just happens to be a streamer on Twitch and play poker. Uh, he's mm, he goes by one doll geek. He's a nerd, but like the coolest kind of nerd. Like he's hip, but he's smart, like in the geeky sense. Um, and this was an interesting podcast because it turned into like he flipped the tables on me and started interviewing me. And it like I it was like I was a guest on his or on my own podcast. So uh, if you're interested in some of the dirt on uh, kind of like how how I had to fire Katrinka and the crew. Uh, I think we get a little bit into that and just some of the other kind of podcast, like he interviewed me. So if you guys are kind of curious on, a, on questions about me that don't typically get asked a whole lot or different stories, you're going to hear that. I get a little bit, I open up a little bit from what I remember. I didn't get too crazy, but you know, there's a little bit of a little dirt in there for you guys. Go ahead and soap all that up. Soap all that up. Soak all that up. There we go. Um, I try to do just one intro on my YouTube and then also use it as the audio audio in here. That didn't work. I was just having, I'm just an idiot when it comes to technology. You guys know this. Um, I don't know. What else to say? I'm in the new studio. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. It's almost complete. It's never really going to com- be complete. I'm always going to have different things to add. But, uh, yeah, it's looking great. I'm extremely happy with it. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Looking at it for those... Why am I talking to you guys? You guys are my audio people. Hopefully it still sounds good. Uh, look for podcasts every week, guys. I've got my calendar booked up. If I have talked to you and we haven't set up a date yet, we need to do that because the calendar is filling up really fast. All of February is booked. I think all of March is booked and we're getting into April. 
big things ahead. We're talking to the people that I want to talk to and people I find interesting. And the guest list is looking sick. Uh, For real though, it is looking good. Enough about all that. Blah, blah, blah. Welcome back to the podcast. Sorry about the one week break. Hopefully you... Uh, found some other good podcasts out there to listen to while uh, while you weren't listening to me. And uh, if you were, send them to me. I'm always looking for new good podcasts. Uh, NeanderTalkPod on Instagram. Or you guys can always email me at NeanderTalkPodcast at Gmail. All that good stuff. Rate, review. Hook me up with all the niceties. I love you guys all. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for being here. Uh, thank you for this ride being being on this ride with me i appreciate every single one that listens to this uh to this podcast you guys mean the world to me and you keep me going and uh hey enough about that let's just get to the episode already huh i'm rambling and getting a little whatever we're keeping it short the youtube video is like eight or nine minutes if you want to hear me go off the rails again just go and watch that version uh here we go mark one doll geek Take it from here, homeboy. Time for Neanderthal. Neanderthal podcast. Podcast is always in my head. Listen to Neanderthal. Three, two, one. Here we are. Mark Wendell. Ryan. <laughs> How you doing, Rurara? Rora, that's what's up. Uh, I'm doing good, man. Uh, I thank you so much. I just want to, I was in a, I had a guest set up today to be my first guest in the brand new studio and she bailed on me last minute and you were kind enough to help me out and join me. And I really thank you for helping a friend in a bind. You're my pleasure, my friend, my pleasure, my friend. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do it. And the other thing is we already did this once. So like you're doing <laughs> the double favor for me. Like we already had a podcast and I, uh, I'm a monkey and screwed it up. <laughs> so we're well, doing this say, all over again. I will again. say you sound significantly better this time around than you did last time. I had no idea what your sound setup was like, but I'm like, wow, maybe he's got the good sound going to, to the podcast software. And I, I, I just get the crappy sound. I, I did. I don't know. I have no idea. Right. So I wouldn't do that to you. There's no way. I like you too much for that. Yeah, you sound better. You sound good now, man. You sound good. Good. Appreciate it. How are you doing? Uh huh. Um, that's a loaded question. Oh man, that's a loaded my question. Mount, but my Mountain like, Dew with the green screen looks ridiculous. <laughs> like over on this side, it almost looks invisible. Well, that's kind of cool. It's like a Crystal Pepsi. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you, you go. Remember, do you remember Crystal Pepsi? I do remember Crystal Pepsi. It was nasty. I, am I the only guy that loved it? I loved Crystal Pepsi. Like I craved it. Oh wow! You know, uh, I I guess there had to be the one, right? I had to be one. I was so b- bummed out when they lost it. I remember where I was. I was like, I don't remember what grade. I was probably like eighth grade, ninth grade. What movie was it? Pulp Fiction just came out. I think it was around the time Pulp Fiction came out. Crystal Pepsi was around, right? Does that sound right? I'm looking it up now. Yeah, nice. Um, introduced in 1992. 92. Test market 92 nationwide in December 92. What uh, what was a big movie in 92? I don't know. Let's see. 
maybe it wasn't Pulp Fiction. I feel like it was. How long did it run? How long was the Pepsi Ducks, Unforgiven, um, Reservoir Dogs? Reservoir Dogs. It has to be Reservoir Dogs. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Close enough. It's Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, exactly. Has to be that. You can see how I would confuse the two. I was a kid. I can. I can. 92. 92. 1992. Let's see. I was just graduating college. Wow. Soccer was my life in 92. Like, eat, breathe, sleep. Soccer was like, that's all I knew. For me, it was skydiving. Oh, holy cow. Sky, you don't seem like, you don't seem like the uh, high risk taker kind of type. But I mean, that's just me being an asshole. No, I'm, I'm, I was a skydiver in, in college. A buddy of, well, so the story actually starts my mom at some point. She denies this to this day for what it's worth. But at some point when I was a little kid, she said, I'm going to jump out of an airplane. And it just shocked the heck out of me. I'm like, you're going to do what? I thought she was basically confessing that she was going to commit suicide. So I was petrified. And she says, no, 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 with a parachute. And I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. I want to do that. I want to do that. And then I, I got to college and a buddy of mine told me about how he had gone and done it. And so at that point, I'm like, okay, I got to figure out a way to make this happen. A few months later, me and another buddy decide we're going to go skydiving. We go have an absolute blast. There's a whole bunch of us that actually went and had an absolute blast. But me and this other buddy got really, really hooked to it. And we, we just went back and kept going back and then eventually got off of student status. And eventually I became an instructor um, for something called um, uh uh, instructor assisted deploy IAD deployment, and then he became a tandem instructor. Um, I have 835 total jumps, which, relatively speaking, isn't that many, you know, but it was fun. It was a great time. And when my kids and I stopped the last time I had the last time I skydived was when my oldest was right before he was born, and he is 21 now. So it's been 21 years, but as soon as the youngest is like in college he's 13 it's back on and the oldest is like when do i have to wait till you can go skydiving with me i'm like you gotta wait till the youngest is uh 18 he's like dang it that's a long time i'm like trust me buddy (laughs) it's been a long time for me too but i'm pretty sure i i know three of the four want to go with me um i'm I'm not sure about the fourth but i know for certain three of the four want to go three of the four kids yeah three of the four kids oh you have four kids I do. I have four kids. All oh, boys. Oh wow! Oh wow! Wow! Your wife yeah. must just. Uh, and we have a and we have a boy dog too, and she so she's like, oh, uh, uh, please, please, can I have a girl's room? <laughs> oh, I actually moved. I moved my um, my, I had my um office and my streaming environment in my master bedroom. We have a fairly large master bedroom, and so I had uh, like a sort of wing of the master bedroom set aside for um for the streaming and uh, I moved out so that she could have that as her girl space. So oh, how nice I am you. now, I am now in what was formerly called the man. Well, it's still the man cave, but the kids don't use it anymore. So I've sort of commandeered it. It's now my, my man cave. Like a basement or something. You just have like a little, no, no, no it's upstairs. It's actually, oh, it's okay, upstairs. Cool. It's, it's, it, it was so like in some houses where you have a two story um, living room, oh, this yeah. is a bonus room above that living room. So, oh yeah. So yeah. Get, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah cool yeah so 
it, I like what you got in the background there. You've got you get the green screen going on and you're able to run. I do have the green screen going on. So like if I, uh, if I take, I can go and hold on a second. Let me find the setting. So what I did was um, uh, I use, uh, so here's what it looks like without the green screen or with the green screen off. So, you know, um, but then I turn it back on. So what I'm doing is I'm, I'm in um, OBS studio right now. Right. And so there's a plugin in OBS studio called um, uh, virtual cam. And so what that does is it creates a virtual camera in the software. So the software is now sending to this virtual camera that can then be imported by anything else as if it were a camera. So, so that it just lets me do a lot of the stuff that I had been doing camera wise. Uh, all of my camera settings are the way I want them in OBS and, and, tinkering with it outside of OBS is a pain in the butt. So I just do it that way. Now that everybody is the reason he goes by one dull geek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and like what, uh, whatever number of people we had listening to this before are like, Oh dear God. Get me out of here. This is going to be bad. Yeah. That's why I was saying I was surprised that you were kind of, you know, risk a risk taker to be the skydiving type right i mean that's oh yeah no i'm i so well i i am very much a trial and error guy i'm willing to try anything and there's actually a buddy of mine um who says you have to try everything twice because the first time you're not sure if you liked it you won't right. know for certain if you liked it you try it a second time to either confirm that you liked it or reevaluate right and um so i'm kind of that guy and that's actually how i got into streaming um there was uh, Killing Bird. You know who Killing Bird is, right? I love Killing Bird. He's been a guest on the podcast. I, I should probably mention that one of the things I do is I, I, I stream on I stream on Twitch, right? Yeah, I, I stream poker, mostly poker on Twitch, um, but uh, uh, sometimes other things. Like the last few things that I've been streaming on Twitch is testing my network because I've been having some network bandwidth issues, uh, which is a really exciting stream, let me tell you. <laughs> um, but um, I got into streaming because killing bird kb is a great guy he is just an unbelievable personality and i love him um but it was pretty obvious that there were some technical things that he was struggling with on his stream and so i decided that i needed to figure out how to do this how to like make streaming work so that i could advise him and give him some idea of how to help uh, how what things he could make better and what things he could change and so i started streaming just for the purpose of learning how i could manage a streaming software and what what happened and then people started showing up it was really kind of weird i didn't expect that at all and and then people started um showing up more regularly i got affiliated and then they started subscribing and and dropping bits and I'm like oh I guess I got to do continue doing this now so so it really started off as just my desire to try something and learn how it worked and then um, from there it sort of expanded on its own. it got it got a life of its own that I did not anticipate yeah I've noticed that um, no, I, I didn't notice that I didn't know that you didn't anticipate it but you know I was one of the first ones in your stream and it was just I did it because I just because I was a KB you know I walked I watched all of his streams too. And you would just be part of the community. And like, there's a couple yeah. of people that are part of the community that started streaming that it just seems like we all just kind of helped each other out. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And well, I, yeah. like you certainly remember what it was like back in back when I first started, it was a hot mess. My stream looked terrible. 
It just it looked terrible. But I have like just incrementally one little bit at a time added stuff to it. And supposed to do, yeah, yeah. And it's just just I you know just a tiny little bit. You know, maybe once a week, add something. Figure out something else to do differently, and add something. And that's that's how it got to this, and that's how it got to like right now. I don't know if you can see, but on in the upper right hand corner, I've yeah. got closed captions running. So, so it's closed because uh, there was a guy, eighty seven good times, who oh, yeah, at some yeah, point yeah. or another, um, I, I found out that he is he has a hearing disability, and I'm like, okay, he can't hear me. Okay, let's figure out how to do closed captioning. And I saw um, this other guy, um, Uncle Slacker, was doing it. And then um, Poker Pastor started putting it up. I'm like, I've been meaning to get to this. I got to do this. And so it it wasn't hard. Added it. So, Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, just added a little little bit of time. The next thing I'm thinking about doing is I'm thinking about – so. I don't know your podcast people aren't going to be able to see this, but um, I put this on YouTube like, also. But yeah, the audio version won't be able to see it, but the uh, the YouTube version, you'll be able to see this. Yeah. So so this right now, this is my four table screen, and this is obviously you in the background there because this is where my tables would be. You are right. where my tables would be. But I'm I'm going to experiment with a new um, four table setup where there's one main table and then three and the other side tables off to the side like just in little miniaturized form. And then when I switch to them, they just switch around so okay. that they can, so that it, so that everybody can see all my tables at any given time. Kind of like if you've ever seen like a uh, multi-stream work, that's kind of the way that multi-stream works. It puts one central one and then three tiny ones and you can move it around. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's, that's the plan for the, that's the next upgrade plan that I have. I love it, man. It's crazy to see all the innovation that Twitch, uh, that the Twitch streamers come up with. Like I, I'm yeah. always jumping around from different streams to kind of like steal different ideas from here or there, or just even kind of see what other communities are like. It's just, there are so many different communities in Twitch. Like, do you mess yeah, around? Do you, do you only kind of hang out in poker, or like no, do you no. I, so I like Doctor Disrespect a lot. Um, there's another guy named Vis, TSM Vis. I, I watch him. And there's a guy named jo- um, Josh OG. I like him. Um, <clears throat> I tinkered around a little bit in some, like, so I tend to watch Fortnite. I tend to watch um, the the Battle Royale games. Okay. Um, PUBG. Uh, yeah, PUBG, uh, Black Ops, um, that kind of stuff. I, I enjoy those. Those are, those are fun to watch. You can get a little 20 minute hit. You go in, watch something for 20 <laughs> minutes, and then you can pop out. Right. Right. So, those are the things that I tend to watch. I've been trying to figure out what sort of things can I do to make poker as compelling as the story of pub as PUBG is, as those battle royale games are. The stories are just so compelling. You are just you just are drawn. Is the guy going to win? Right. And poker is kind of like battle royale, except instead of 20 minutes, it's like 10 hours, right? Yeah, that's and, that's the get. That I mean, that's what's the difference because nobody wants to sit and watch the story, the the five hour story. They want to see the twenty minute story. That's right. That's right. That makes it really, really hard. Which is why in poker, where the big the people who are succeeding the most are making final tables. You make final tables, you you get show up for right. Yeah, tons of people show up. And final tables for significant money. I right. made a final table probably two months ago that, you know, it was for like first place was going to be like forty seven hundred dollars or something like that mm-hmm. and uh, and before i knew it i had 200 people in my stream 
I couldn't oh, believe wow. it. Nice. How like, I could not that? believe it. Yeah. And it was, and, and, yeah, it was, it was fantastic, but I, but I wasn't prepared for it. So I did not have, I had a whole bunch of alerts on for follows for every single follow was oh, an alert. Right, and, right. Oh my gosh. It was just going off nonstop. Yeah. And so like one of the things I have to do is like, you know, I, I've, I kind of arrogantly think I'm going to continue to make final tables, right? So, so if I'm making final tables, I need to have a, a setup that lets me quickly switch to, okay, this is high viewer count mode. I got to disable alert, um, a follow alerts. I got to disable, you know, I got to change when somebody drops a bit, a bit, a bit is a, a you know, one cent donation. Right. And there's lots of ways to drop one cent donations, but uh, I, I can't have an alert going off like nonstop for an hour and a half, which is what happened last time. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so that was that was pretty crazy was matt pretty crazy. matt staples you know one of the bigger streamers he had yeah. his, when he was kind of newer he had his like that too and i would go in there and i would just just spam penny penny after yeah. penny after yeah. penny. you're like hey thanks for the one cent and it's so funny to hear you know my name is rural route 23 on twitch it is so funny to hear canadians try and try and pronounce my name they just have the hardest time like ask big dog or any or or one of the staples brothers just you have to type out rural route and have them pronounce it it's hilarious well i struggle to pronounce your name yeah i struggle like so and i'm not from canada i'm i'm from i guess i'm from wisconsin so, which is almost canada you're kind of um, Canadian. yeah i guess we'll, we'll you know <laughs> um in any case like i so I have a little command, or at least I used to in my stream. R U R A R U R A R A. R U R A R A. Whenever you'd show up, right? And I would type exclamation point R U R A R A because that's what I can say. Rural. Even when, yeah, even when um I earlier today I said Ryan Rural, and you I think you heard rural route because I I just struggle with rural route. Yeah, it's a tricky. I don't know why it's so tricky, but that's just a tricky one. Yeah. But the Canadians have the hardest time. It's funny. Like, there's some Americans. What do they say? I don't know. I can't. I'm not Canadian. I I don't can't. I don't speak <laughs> that language. It's like a root. I don't. They just they just tri <laughs> they trip over. Yeah, they say root, but the rural part, the rural world root. I don't know. I can't do it. You just have to. You just have to have them do it. Yeah, yeah. It's worth it's worth the price of admission. Yeah. I got to find a Canadian now. Yeah, they're all over the place. They're all over the place. Oh, yeah. Vanessa's a Canadian. Yeah. Vanessa Cade's a Canadian. There you go. I should have, I, yeah, I should ask her to say it. Yeah, you just got to type it. They have to read it. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's like in the, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not even going to begin to speculate. <laughs> you guys just, she, might be able, she doesn't have a Canadian accent though. She might be able to pull it off. Yeah. She seems Americanized. Yeah. Yeah. So got a, I got you're from Canada. You're from KC, right? Uh, you know, I was born and raised in Michigan, so I'm close to Canada also, like upper oh. Michigan too. I was up there. Um, oh wow! But yeah, I I claim Kansas City now. I've I've been in Kansas City for quite a while, and this is definitely home. Like I, are I love, you? Yeah, I'm can I'm KC. Are you a Chefs fan? Nah, you know what? <laughs> now the people in Kansas City are gonna like hate me. Like, how dare you say you're a, a kansas city and then you don't support the chiefs i'm not i'm not a big chiefs fan no i um and there's a couple reasons for that i'm on number first of all let me give you the caveat i'm a huge royals fan always have been even before i knew anything about living in kansas city 
like ever since Bo Jackson, I got a starting lineup of Bo Jackson and George Brett uh-huh. from way back in the day. So I've always wow. been a Royals, always been a Royals fan. Uh, the Chiefs, it's a lot. They're, they're fans. I don't like the Chiefs fans. They're really, mm, they're they're passionate. Okay, so fan is short for fanatic. Yeah, yeah. And, and they are fanatics. They are absolute fanatics here. It's absolutely insane. And the Chiefs constantly let them down, and yet they keep showing up, rooting, and just like thinking that they're the world's greatest team. And I don't know. And now, and now they're good, so it's going to be annoying because now that they are going to be good, all these fanatics are going to be like, yeah, like they're probably going to be good for a while too because Mahomes is a real deal. Yeah, I think I think so. I do. I think next year's going to be a real letdown for the Chiefs fans, though. Mm. I think they're going to be. You, is that going to be like a Schadenfreude moment for you, where you're I, like you're enjoying the suffering of your fellow city mates? No, I don't. I don't care what happens. I don't care if they do good or bad. I just think next well, year's going to be. I think they're going to have a tough year next year, and it's going to make a lot of butt hurt Kansas Cityans. Mm. Um, oh, but the reason is uh, I I like fantasy football. I'm a huge fantasy football guy. So I root for players. I don't have a team. Uh, and growing up in Michigan, I was a, uh, I still am a diehard Michigan fan. So I've always just been more into college football. So go blue. And uh, how about those Badgers beating Michigan last week in basketball? Oh, I don't know. I didn't. I don't really watch a whole lot of basketball. Well, you're not a bas- You're not a. You're not a college. You're you're not an overall Michigan fan. You're a Michigan football fan. Uh, I like them like when it's the final or the March Madness. Like I love that stuff. But I don't I don't follow basketball, college basketball, or any basketball. Basketball's so boring. It just ends up being they pretend so basketball's like two games. They pretend to play one game called basketball. And then when there's like a minute half left or two minutes left, it turns into this game of free throws. Hmm. And I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, if it's a close game, it turns into the game of free or if it, well, not if one team is like sort of within striking distance of catching, but out in, in trouble, right? Mm-hmm. In those situations, it happens. But uh, but I love college basketball. I love college basketball. I get like the, it. I the, mean, college sports is where it's at. I love college the, sports, but yeah. Just, yeah, the tournament The tournament is like the best sports event of the year. It's it, is a great, it is a really great event. I love March Madness. I do love it. Yeah, because I like to gamble too. So <laughs> There you go. I mean, that's, my, that's the biggest thing. I just like to gamble. I like to watch my money on the brackets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah. I've never been much into sports betting. I've just, I've just never gotten into it. I don't do the DFS stuff. I don't do any of that stuff. I know, I, I obviously in, in the poker world, you have a bunch of people who are uh, big DFS fans, and right. because they're they're gamblers, right? They're you know, but not not for me. Gambling's fun. I love to gamble. I mean, I I, I got it under control. I'm not like a. I don't have a problem. I don't have to call the 800 number, but I, I mean, who doesn't like to throw 20 bucks down on a football game or something, you know? Me. I, no, I don't, yeah, I don't you're like the to, one. I don't like to. You're the one, yeah, you're, you're the one that doesn't like to do that, and I'm the guy that likes crystal clear Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, wow. So, <laughs> so I wonder if there's a, I wonder if there's a correlation. I should ask KB, who definitely likes to throw down on, on sporting events. Hey, what do you think of crystal Pepsi? Yeah, he's from northern Michigan. He's probably got bad taste in soda. He probably likes crystal clear Pepsi too. Yeah, he might. He might. I'm actually going to see him next weekend. I, I, he, uh, he's been trying to upgrade his PC for a while, and um, and so uh, I bought a PC for him 
that he's obviously going to repay me back for, but that's going to be an upgrade. And next weekend I'm going to go deliver it and we're going to do some streams and, and I suspect a significant amount of drinking. Um, so that'll be fun. nothing wrong with that. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm crushing these uh, all day IPAs from founders. Oh they yeah. They're now an official sponsor of the show. Oh, wow. I'm kidding. Oh, that's too bad. I'm kidding. I can just dream out loud. Can't I? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, um, I like I like Founders. They've got some Founders good beer. Great. Oh, they make amazing beer. They they yeah, they're in Michigan. Uh, yeah, they make some amazing beer. I've got a guy from Boulevard. You ever had Boulevard beer from Kansas Mm-mm. City? Mm-mm. They've got it. Out, they have it where you're at. What style of beer do you like? I tend to like IPAs, but I also IPAs are sort of my go-to. But yeah. um, I also like um a good porter. I like stouts. Um, um, uh, like uh. And I like trying things. I like trying new things that I haven't tried. I like sours. I really enjoy a good Ooh, sour. I love a good sour. That's my favorite. I love sour. Yeah. 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 So, so like, but I definitely enjoy trying new things. I, I'm, I'm very much so like, I, it's very hard for me when I go to, um, like it's been bugging me, like the local grocery store. There's one that's like a mile and a half away from me and it's the easiest place for me to get beer and they have a great IPA selection. I love their IPA selection, but outside of their IPA selection, they have crap. It's like terrible. There's, it's like all IPAs and even IPA. their sampler packs are different IPAs. Right. Right. I, I just I, like, I don't buy, I don't buy 12 packs of beer of a single type of beer. I buy samplers because I like different, I like trying different things. So, well, there's so many out there. There's so many try and yeah, the IPA, it has become like an oversaturated market. They just became like, there was this huge boom, like a real big, almost like a tipping point. Oh, I would say close to five years ago. I bet, I bet it was about five, maybe even five and a half years ago. There was like this huge, like, I mean, like you could see if you put it on a graph, you would see IPA popularity just going, going up, 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 up. And then it like. Yeah. No, so it's like five. doing like this and then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like five years ago, it just went boom. And it's just like everyone had like every brewery. Not only did they have like an IPA, but it was like their focused beer and like yeah. their most, like, this is what we're going to push. This is what we're going to, you know, this is what we're going to put all of our money into advertising with. And then we're going to make like five or six more different IPAs. Like, it's just like, look at some of the more popular breweries and look how many different IPAs they have. It's just it's yeah. insane. What's funny is like, it was, it's only been my actual, I, my enjoyment of IPAs may correspond with that explosion that you're talking about because prior to, like a few years ago they just tasted nasty and bitter to me and then a buddy of mine handed me one handed me a beer and said well what do you think of this one and i tasted it and it was like citrusy and it had like a like i i just could really taste the um the tartness and the, the I, i'm like this is delicious he said dude that's an ipa i'm like what like there was some switch that flipped I don't know what happened. And all of a sudden I went from hating IPAs to loving them. And, and so there was, there were several years there where I, I just couldn't drink an IPA. And then several years after that, where that was all I was drinking. And now I'm sort of back into, okay, I think I've, I really like IPAs. They're good. They're a good go-to. They're a, I, I very much enjoying them, but I'm craving some variety. I'm craving trying something else right out. So yeah, that's my. I'm, I'm the same way too. I, I well, the IPAs are always my go-to. It's just like it's you're not gonna, you know, 
that's the thing about an IPA. You can't fuck it up. It's going to be delicious. Like it's, you yeah. can't mess IPAs up. They're so good. Well, there, there are some of them. There are some of them that where, where people like, like the more dank flavors, the right. more like the earthier flavors. Those I don't like. I like the ones that are citrusy that sort of pop out that citrus flavor. More of a West um, Coast style. They would call that. Okay. I didn't know that. I just like the ones that are, I just like the, the ones that have like, they feel juicy. Like they, yeah. They feel juicy. That's yeah. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. There's some, yeah, Boulevard's got a really good one called a uh, heavy lifting. It's a bright green can and it has an elephant with like some balloons on it or something. It's really good. Try that next time. Uh, if you see it. Okay. Okay, Boulevard. I'm gonna write it down. Yeah, just try any any of their stuff. Um, but if you're looking to try different, they have a lot of different styles. You ever have like a a saison or a farmhouse? You ever heard of that I style? Like I do. Yes, I I have heard of that style. I like it a lot. They make a fantastic one. Uh, it's called Tank Seven. Okay. Right there. Yeah. Echoes from Rurara. <laughs> yeah, get Tank um, Seven and thank me later. And Boulevard. Boulevard. Brewing. Tank seven. Hold on a second. My wife has a question for me. Oh, well, shout it out to the whole podcast. Maybe uh, we can help her out. What do you think the question is, guys? What do you want for dinner tonight? Do you want lasagna? No, we had lasagna last week. How about tacos? Uh, my my uh, second son, um, his car is in the shop because the return hose on the radiator, or not the radiator, the power steering, um, like burst and it's like it, it's just like the radiator or the power steering fluid is just a sieve it's going straight through so it's in the shop trying to get that repaired meanwhile he has my wife's vehicle so she's asking me what are what is your driving schedule tonight so huh. I do have to take I do have to take my son t um, and myself to a Super Bowl party so yeah so I gotta go I gotta do that too we can cut this uh, we can end this whenever no, you no, want six, no no I don't I, I the answer was six o'clock so beautiful. I'm good. I'm good. I got an hour, another hour and 20 minutes or so. Oh, not that, yeah. we, not that we have to take an hour and 20 minutes, you know. I'm, no, no. We got to uh, we'll just take a little bit of time. Although, so, so I, have, I, I, have, I have a question for you. The last time we talked, um, I asked you, I put you on the spot and sort of asked you a question that I don't think you were really prepared to answer. Oh, shit. So I'm, now, I'm, probably not, I'm probably not prepared to answer it now, whatever that question well, yeah, but, is. But shoot, I, shoot I'm, me, shoot I'm, guessing, I'm guessing that you've thought about it a little bit since then. I'm guessing yeah. that you have. And the question was, um, was how did you, what did you do? Because I've been listening to your podcasts for a while now. I started listening to them because you interviewed Drew. And I'm like, wow, that was good. That was a good podcast. And then you referred to um, TSB, who love love both those guys oh, and so i listened to that yeah i listened listened to that one and i could hear a, a distinct difference between your interview style with drew and your interview style style with tyler and i wondered did you do anything to like actively work on that style what what have you done to like because i think your podcasts are getting to the point where i would say they're they're really high quality podcasts and so what i'm wondering is what it is that you've done to like improve your craft uh geez thank you i i'm so bad at taking compliments man and thank you so much for those crazy kind words um i love it i think a lot of it just comes from just falling in love with it more and more and more and i think a lot of it also has to do with 
just repetition, just like your brain's like anything else in your body. It's like muscle memory type stuff. And the more you do something, the better you get at it. And I think it's just, I haven't actively, you know, I, you know what? I'm going to take that back. Um, for the first, first few episodes, I actually, I don't even, I can't put a number on it. I've, I just, I was listening to my own podcasts. Like I got over that part where I hate hearing my voice because everybody hates hearing their own voice. Right. I mean, most people do. I, I don't, I, I can't say most people. I don't like the sound of my own voice. Um, so I had to get over that and be like, ah, screw it. Other people seem to seem it's like it's a def- decent voice. If they can handle it, I can handle it. And so I yeah, started yeah. listening to my podcasts and then I'd be like, ooh, I do this too much. Let me work on that. Or, ooh, I, uh, I can work. Like I would just listen to different faults that I would have, like things that I didn't like about myself or like about the style or just things I felt like I could improve on as a listener. And so I guess I just kind of have been working on that. Like the, the podcast is, it's always in my head, man. I'm always thinking about ways to improve it, ways to uh, not just improve the studio, making it look good and sound good, but like how I can, who I can get as a guest and how I should talk to them and what kind of questions. Like I'm always just, my brain is just always filled with this podcast. I'm passionate about it. I love it. I obviously don't do this for money. I'm not getting paid anything. I'm I'm in the hole a ton of money just for this hobby. Like I enjoy it. I do it cuz I love it and I I get something out of it. It's just uh it's like I don't know. I just really love it and I guess the more I do it the more I love it and just like anything else I guess just the better I get at it. Um, yeah. I, I well, guess that's I, what it is. Well, like so I listen to my own I listen to my own streams, my Twitch streams. So like that was one of the, a piece of advice that somebody had given to me early on, listen to your own streams. And I started, do doing, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I started doing it because the audio quality, like, man, I got to tell you, like bad audio quality just tilts me like crazy. It just puts me on edge. I, you like, can't do not, it. Yeah. I can't stand it. And so I was like listening to my own for my, for the audio quality to assess whether or not the audio quality was good. But like, I will, I do the same thing and I listen to my streams and I'm like, oh man, there's that thing I'm doing again. Why didn't I change that? And yeah. I can't, there like, there are periods of time where I'm so deep in thought as to what I'm going to be doing that I forget to talk to the stream. And I, it happens over and over and I can't figure out how to, how to, how to improve it. I, it just, it just happens. But clearly listening to your own stream or listening to your own podcast or listening to yourself and being able to evaluate yourself is, was a big part of what helped you. I was, I would, I, yeah, I think so. Um, cause there were a lot of, a lot of different things that I was just, that I, that I try not to do anymore. Still, there's still some tendencies like where I'll just veer off completely. I'll ask someone a, a question and we'll go down a path. And then all of a sudden, I'll forget why my original question <laughs> took us there. And then I'll just veer off and like, uh, let's go 90 degrees this way. And then yeah, we're yeah, just yeah. completely on a different road. And I, I know I know I need to work on that sometimes. But um, but still, I'm still so brand new at it, man. Like this is uh, this is going to be episode 35. So that's only 35 episodes. Like I, I am such a baby at this. I have so much further to go and more to learn and just more to improve on. Um, so I look forward to that. Uh, yeah. What else? Well, yeah. you, you, how do you get your guests? Because I'll tell you what, you, your guests are getting more and more interesting. Um, well, present company excluded, I would say. Ah, uh, come on oh. now. I have you on here for a reason, not just to bail me out. I wanted you to, uh, as a, you know, for many reasons. Um, how do I get my guests? Uh, <clears throat> 
well, we're on a podcast and so we can talk about it, right? Um, it started off, so I had this goal in my head for this podcast and I had all of these guests in my mind. Oh, I'm going to get this guy who does this. Oh, and I know somebody that's really good at this. And I know someone that's knowledgeable here. In my mind, I had a year's worth of podcasts, of guests. In actual reality, I had six or seven people. And um, and so I've just kind of gotten out of my comfort zone and I just ask people, people who I'm interested in. Basically, uh, Instagram is really good. I love Instagram and I find cool people on there and I just hit them up. I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. would you like to be a guest on my show? I think, you know, I, I really like what you're doing or something like that. So Instagram's been a real good uh, avenue of getting guests. Uh, one of my uh, interesting, I, I was on a date with this girl and we went to this cross it's called the crossroads district here in kansas city okay it's real it's a real artsy fun little district with uh like little micro brews and coffee shops and little pizza joints and stuff like that it's awesome and it's real artsy um and they have just graffiti everywhere and it's it's uh it's legal like people can just go and tag Yeah, yeah 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 well so me and her went on a coffee date and then walked around to go look at the all the graffiti, uh, we smell paint and we go down the alley that we smell paint down and there's a couple painters, dude, that are new to their thing, spray painting a whole bunch of stuff. And I just asked this dude, you know, I start talking to him about his graffiti and stuff like that. And, uh, and it just struck me. I was like, Hey, how would you like to be on a, on a podcast? This would be fun to talk about. And so like, I'll do like that too. So if I see someone out who I think is interesting, I'll, I'll have them come on. Um, and then for a little bit there, I was, involved with a i can't say company that's a really loose term but a group of people that was helping me out with the podcast they were getting guests for me and uh kind of helping out on like uh really what did they do for me well it sounds like that portion that portion's passed is that no longer that portion just passed uh we had a falling out uh I had a phone out. I had to get rid of them. Uh, when I first got connected with them, in my mind, I always said, if something goes south or if something doesn't feel right with this, I'll tell myself that I can just get away. Boom. Yeah, yeah. I'm out. If something is just turned, no matter what I'm losing, no matter what, what, what kind of benefits that I'm perceiving them to offer, I just have to get rid of them. Um, I may have lost out on a really, really big opportunity, um, but I had to do what was right, and um, I have to sleep with myself at night and know I'm making the right decisions for myself, and I can't... I'm lucky that I got out of it when I did. I think things could have gotten a lot worse. If things went down the way they did this early in this stage with them, uh, things could have gotten a lot uh, a lot crazier in... in uh, lot more difficult and complicated with the avenues we were pursuing uh with uh i had a there's a lot of outside factors people don't know about but i had a lot of innovative ideas and a lot of really interesting things that were about to happen that i had to Mm -hmm. uh, i had to throw away Mm. and uh it is what it is but it's not you can't you can't do them again not with uh, the opportunity not with not with this group no not not right now, not with what was being set up. There was stuff that was in motion uh, that I had to cut myself from. I see. I see. Um, however, 
this is uh, I've talked to some very, very close friends of mine about uh, some of the situation about that's been going on. And I've told them this has put a chip on my shoulder like I've never had before. I am just pissed off and motivated and I'm just I'm taking it to the next level. And I don't need I didn't need them and I don't need them for the podcast. And I've gotten I've got my schedule booked up almost through March with some fantastic guests. I've got some awesome people coming on. I got um, I just got some I, I can't say too much about some of the guests, but I've got I got some good shit happening. I'm super excited. Oh, that's and, uh, awesome. It's so I'm taking a really unfortunate situation and using it to motivate and to make things really, uh, really work in my favor. So is this studio in your house? This is, yes. Um, so, just, so, so then how do you like, like, how do you convince your guests that are coming on that it's safe that you're not like, like some crazy person? How do you, what do you do? What do you have to do? Do you have to like, and then what do you have to do to convince yourself that they're not a crazy person? Um, that's a good question. Uh, that's a really good question. Um, so most people, I think they understand. They kind of check me out, right? Like, let me just check this guy if he's out, if he's legit. So you can check out my YouTube. You can go to my YouTube and see all of my videos there and be like, oh, he's not going to do something crazy. He's actually, he's actually a podcaster. Like this is what he, this is for real. Um, so I like, I, I, I think when you look at me, you see that it's a, it's not some dude on his phone in a shitty apartment, right? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I, I have cl a, clearly put some capital into it. You've put some investment into it. Yeah. So, and, so that helps you. And I talk to people like, so like if I'm doing it through Instagram, like I talk to them for a little bit, like just get some, just, you know, back and forth going, just kind of, Hey, how are you doing? What do you like to do type stuff? And just like build build some kind of connection there because i don't want just some random person coming here and they don't want to just they don't want the same thing either uh, but but you know it's usually dudes dudes aren't usually scared you know they're like okay yeah it sounds cool everything seems legit uh now with women i usually say hey uh i understand the situation i'll meet you wherever you'd like for coffee or something like that and i'll buy you some coffee and you can meet me and understand and, and just see who I am and get a feel for me. And then if you're cool with it, you can, you know, here's my address and everything's legit. And, uh, and, and I go that, you know, that route just kind of yeah. like, yeah. Cause I, I understand, especially for women, you know, it's gotta be scary out there to just, yeah. Hey, come to this single dude's house and do a podcast with them. Sure. I'll just do that. So like, yeah, I understand yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. So I, I make sure I, I want to make sure that everybody's comfortable. Um, you know, that's, uh, yeah. I just ask, I just ask people, uh, Instagram's big for me. Uh, social media is big. Um, so there was a, there was a thing that we used to say just a second. I dropped something and it was bothering me. Um, there was a thing we used to say in skydiving, which was the one thing, you know, for sure is that if you're not at the drop zone, you aren't going to jump. Right. Because on weather days, you'd be sitting there going, well, is the, is the cloud going to clear? You know, those those marginal days where you're not really sure if it's if you're going to get to jump. But if you're not at the drop zone, you know for sure you're not going to jump. It's kind of like that with with uh, you and asking guests. If you don't ask them, it's guaranteed to be a no. Right. Exactly. Um, I, my last I don't know. Yeah. My last episode on my audio version i do a on my audio version of the podcast i do intro an intro before mm -hmm. the podcast starts like hey here's the guest and blah 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 it's always different every time obviously 
in this last one, I said, uh, Wayne Gretzky said it best. You miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Yeah. yeah. And that, and that's been my philosophy when it comes to, uh, asking guests just like, I don't know, I humble myself or whatever it is, or just, Hey, would you like to, here's, here's who I am. Here's what I do. I, I, would you like to be on my podcast? And, uh, and it's, it's, I get surprised by who, not only who says yes, but how many people say yes and that they're excited about it. And it's been, it's been a lot of fun. So what are your dreams of this? What, what, where do you think, what, what do you want to see happen out of this? What, what, what do you envision as like, like you obviously started this because you had something in mind. What's okay. that something and where, where, where would it be? This is, is, gonna, it, is this like, would the dream be to make a career out of this? Yeah, that's so funny. This is like the definitive Ryan West and Neander talk podcast interview. Like this has turned into your podcast and you're interviewing me and I love it. This is great. This will give some people some insight on the podcast. Um, a lot of things that a lot, like my close friends know, but I guess maybe not everybody would know. Um, I won't go too, too personal, but I will go. Uh, I had just gotten kind of separated in the process of getting divorced from my ex-wife. And I was you know, living alone by myself. And my dad came to visit me. Stop, he was stopping through town. Like he doesn't live here. Uh, but he was rolling through town and stopped and had dinner with me and just kind of hang out, you know, hey. And uh, we had a couple drinks and some good dinner. And we're, he asked me, what would you like to do? Like, if you if money wasn't an issue, you know, that old cliche question, if money wasn't an issue, yeah, yeah. what would you do? What Anything in the world, what would you like to do? And I, and I thought about it for like half a second. I was like, podcast. I was like, I'd like to be like if money wasn't an issue, I had if I was just didn't have to worry about money at all, I'd be a podcaster. I would make the best podcast I could possibly do, whatever I'm capable of. And that's what I would like to do. <laughs> um and then that lingered in me for a little bit. And I was like, and I've always wanted wanted to do it. I have a real hard time. I'm a procrastinator. And so I've, so wait, let me let me stop you there for a second. Yeah, was your sure. father supportive of that or skeptical? Oh no, he was yeah, he's supportive. He's yeah, extreme my family is extremely supportive with anything I want to do or have done. And they have been extremely, extremely if it wasn't for my parents, I wouldn't have the podcast today. Wow, that's awesome. That's or awesome. or my sister. My my parents and my sister are the sole reason I'm still doing this podcast. Wow. wow. Yeah. Shout, shout out to your family. Yeah. Shout out to the Westas. Um, they've, they've been huge. Um, uh, now you were well, saying I interrupted you and you, you were saying something about um, being a procrastinator. Oh yeah. I've always been a procrastinator really, really bad. But so I procrastinate with, I just thought of, I said that, but yeah, I didn't really think anything. Oh, big deal. So I said, I want to do that, but I'm not really going to do it. And then some real, let's just say, my personal life took a turn for the dark, the really dark. Mm. And mm. I had a, I had a friend that uh, shone a little bit of light on me and helped me get the podcast started um, and helped me get the equipment and the, and just things set up and just kind of the ball rolling. And then, so then I had no excuse and I was like, all right. Was that, was that the guy who was on like the very first, series yeah. of podcasts yeah very first one and actually the last the previous one that i just had before you 
He was okay. a, my he was my first guest in the last studio and also my last guest in that last studio. Um, yeah, we have a very interesting relationship. Um, I, I, I I haven't heard the most recent podcast yet, but like I remember the first one, thinking, "Oh, this guy is a character." <laughs> he's a yeah, he's a train wreck, and in that last episode we just is a train wreck as well. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. He's he's something else. Let me tell you. Yeah. But he uh, like I said, he he did play a very big part in getting this podcast going. Um, and so I did a couple episodes, and then uh, again, without going to whatever, my personal life took a dark turn again, and I just I dropped off the face of the planet. And I stopped doing stuff for a few months with the podcast. I didn't even go to my studio, my, my room. Like It was in my house. I never even opened the door to my studio. I just ignored it and was just depressed and just was like, who cares? I don't even, whatever. Um, and then my sister wanted to come out and visit. And she said, hey, I'd like to be on the podcast. I think that'd be fun. I was like, well, I don't have this. And I don't have, I just started making excuses. I was like, you know what, Katie? Let's do it. I'm going to do it. And uh, so she really was the motivating factor to get get my ass back in gear and stop making excuses and uh, and just start doing the podcast again. So when my sister, uh, I think it was episode three, she came, came to visit me. We did the podcast. Ever since then, I've been going at it hard. Like I've only missed a couple weeks here, here or there. And um, yeah, and yeah, just uh, social media is how I get a lot of my guests. Well, thanks, Katie. Yeah, thanks, Katie. Big shout out to Katie. She's uh, and she does like my a lot of my art. You for know the what's podcast. funny? It's like I I looked up Neander Talk. I just looked up Neander Talk, and the video that pops up is uh, Neander Talk podcast episode three. Kate Millennial Westa. Ha <laughs> Smart millennial. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, she's she's a really um, interesting, smart, awesome sister. Like we've re- mm. it's, it's, we, yeah, it's funny. I think she might have been drunk when she texted me last night. <laughs> 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 but like randomly, she's like, oh, I'm so glad we've become so close. I feel like I have like a close sibling and it's just so awesome because we, we have a really big age difference. And uh, she's 21. I'm 39. So that is a pretty big age difference. Wow. Like, you know, I, I was leaving the house when she was born. You know, I was 18 yeah, yeah. going to sow my wild oats. And uh, so, you know, she didn't grow up with, like, brothers or sisters. She's just by herself. And, uh, but, yeah, so now this podcast has brought us closer. And, yeah, it's this podcast has been awesome. It's just been super positive. That's awesome, man. That's yeah. awesome. So, like, I, I have a question for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, another question for you. But this is more focused on me. And the question for you is I have had this idea of like while I'm streaming, uh because of Discord, there's a lot of easy ways to bring people onto the stream with voice. And I've always wondered like should I like have a sort of like talk show format while I'm streaming? Ooh, people who want to join who, people who want to join the stream can um click into my um uh, uh into my Discord and then join the stream and and like treat it like a question answer sort of thing. What do you think of that idea? Ooh, I like that. I, so first of all, I love I love that you're thinking like that. I love people that think outside of the box. 
and are always coming up with new innovative ideas to just to take things to the next step. Like I think uh, one of the great poker streamers that's one of the poker streamers that's great at doing that, I think is uh, Jamie Staples. Mm-hmm. I think he's always been just on the forefront of doing the new cutting edge uh, technology when it comes to his stream. And I love, I love taking different avenues other than just doing technology type stuff, like adding new bells and whistles. I think that's a sweet idea. Um, I like, I think you should try it because it's such a new idea. Um, would you have a delay? Well, yeah, I'd still have to have the delay. They'd be on. I'd so I'd still be talking about hands and while and right. you know while while that was going on, they would I would obviously talk about the hand that I'm on, but I'd still have to have a delay. But obviously, it'd be better if I could do it live. If I could do it on no delay. But right. one of the things about poker is like part of like what I enjoy about watching poker streams is I enjoy watching the thought process of the person that's playing because it helps me figure out oh. I wouldn't play it that way. Do I think my way of playing it is better or worse? Do I need to like, does, is that person making a mistake or am I making a mistake, right? In that evaluation. Right. So I almost always prefer no delay, even though the delay interrupts the interactivity. But the idea that I have is like by like sort of making it a call-in format, it gives an opportunity to have more real-time interactivity back. I think maybe doing like a call-in Friday you know yeah, yeah, maybe like one maybe. maybe just try it out like i think that's a really good idea hmm and who would you have on i mean i, I think i don't know whoever was interested whoever was interested they could join my discord i've set up the discord you so can that do video discord too you know well i know i know but I've, I've set up the discord so i've got a discord and there's i've got in my um i've got two um two voice channels one which is a q channel which anybody can join, but they can't talk to each other. There's no communication. It's okay. just they can join. And then a locked live channel, which I can drag people into. So I would like I would say, hey, if you're interested in asking me a question, just get in the queue channel. And um, and as soon as somebody joins, I would drag them over to the live channel and and basically say, hey, okay. Hey, hey, it's Mark. What's up? That kind of thing. Yeah, I think I think you should try that for sure. And in doing that, you might even find yeah, that could open a lot of different avenues to uh, change up the stream a little bit. Who knows? Maybe you find someone that's like a good partner with you, and maybe you could do some kind of like cool partner stream from time to time. Or, well, we've tried. We've done that. One of the things, like the like, there's this group of people: um, Poker Pastor, uh, WD Stealth, um, I'm I Kristen, um, uh, JJ Corrado. That we will periodically just get into somebody else's Discord. Is I'm and, is I'm I Kristen single? I believe so. Oh, holla at your boy! I am Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> well, so officially, officially, she's single. But uh, you know, D Poker Pro, right? Yeah, D Poker Pro 007 is the mod of everybody's poker stream. Yeah, he's a mod in almost everybody's stream. They, she, and uh, D Poker Pro live on opposite ends of the country. D Poker Pro is in Miami, and she's in L.A. But they call each other husband and wife <laughs> sort of like as a as like they're they're twitch married is the way they describe it and well, listen, uh, i'm half the distance i'm right in the middle <laughs> of the country spirit airlines is like a hundred dollars look yeah yeah you know I'm, I'm just saying i'm not saying i'm just saying i am i yeah. hit your boy neander talk <laughs> oh she's she's great 
<laughs> she is great. She's really she's funny. She's got a um she's got a laugh. There's an argument going on um as to whether or not her laugh on stream or um uh Tyler's laugh is uh better. Um she contends that Tyler's laugh is better, but there's there's some debate. I would argue that hers is uh, yeah, I think hers is a is a close closely edges out Tyler by a little bit. Now, interestingly enough, Tyler says agrees with me. But Tyler's probably just being humble, you know. Uh, self-deprecating is what that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'll I'll let her know. I'll let her know you're uh that uh you mentioned something. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and make a clip on what we just did here and send it. <laughs> <laughs> You'd appreciate the clip, right? Yeah. Um, anyway. I, you know, this is funny. This is uh I'd like to be I, I've like if I'm not careful, I can slowly become the official ACR Stormers interviewer. Well, so I like so I am I have like as you can see, I've got ACR Stormers in the background. And ACR Stormers has been an unbelievable support of my stream. They've they I had a home game with them through them for a little bit um uh th they've been just incredibly supportive of my stream but and i put stuff up on my stream because like i want to like shout out and give you know support stormers as much as i can mm -hmm. but uh, you know i'm also not like you know one of the things i want to make sure is clear is that i am not a shill for america's card room i like i am happy to support people who are supporting me and happy to but it to, but I'm happy to also play if I think there's great value on that online or on uh, ignition or wherever I'm going to play wherever is going to be best for me. And I'm happy to like, and, and Stormers has been great support. So I'm happy to like continue to like advertise for them as much as possible, but I'm not a shill. I am, <laughs> I, I will do whatever helps me and helps me be best. So who are the shills? Who are the ACR Stormer shills? Um, uh, I have an opinion on that and I'm not going to call anybody out. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, in something that's going to get published at, published yeah so so huh. i'll i'll leave all that right alone. all right what is an acr stormer shell what uh what do they do that you disagree with and like what yeah you don't have to say who they are but so like basically acr overall like ACR the, is america's card room dot yeah for the unwilling the sort of unwillingness to like acknowledge that america's card room has some problems right that they're they're not perfect that like right now they are by a significant margin the best option for american players because right. of some of the rules of of the road and the the game they're they're real realistically the best option they're the safest option um they're the biggest um but they're not perfect they have problems and the way that they handle some of those problems is in itself a problem right so the people that i would say are shills are the people who ignore that are the people who say, you know, who, who like sort of whitewash away some of the problems that ACR has and some of the improvements that ACR needs to make. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to say that like anybody else is better. <laughs> I don't, I don't know that there are people that are better, but ACR has problems and um, to the extent that ACR can fix them and address them is, is great. I would love to see ACR fix and address those problems, but there are some people out there who ignore those problems and try to cover them up and and that that bothers me i'm 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 not interested in huh. i'm not interested in that um it's, but, it's, it, it, that that strikes me as interesting because the, the 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 problems are so glaring 
and it's so easy to see and are just out there. I don't know why you would even pretend that they don't exist. Like even ACR, yeah. ACR has to be aware of it. Like they're not. Are they pretending that they don't have bot problems? They don't have you know Russian problems. I mean, yeah. So I don't like every site has bot problems. Every single site has bot problems, and cash games bot problems are hard to protect against. Right. I mean, from a technical perspective, but the problems that I see are like I don't know why ACR and only ACR struggles with the DDoS attacks that they have. Yeah, I I don't get what they're I I don't get what they're not doing or what they're why they uniquely have this problem. Um so I like that that's the part that I'm confused about. Like I I you know are there DDoS attacks on ignition? Are there DDoS attacks on poker stars? I never hear about them. I, you know, I never hear about them anywhere except on. They're not the, shut down the site. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so like, what is, what is ACR not doing that um, other sites are doing? Or is there something unique to the way that ACR's architecture is that makes it difficult for them to prevent? And if it's unique, why are they not addressing that issue? One of the things that like from a programming perspective, um, there's this thing called agile development and agile development is supposed to be a mechanism whereby um you take and i should comment that professionally i'm a computer programmer i i work as a computer programmer for a large bank and um uh so we use agile development at 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 work and the idea behind agile development is that rather than having these gigantic long development life cycles where you have to plan everything up front for six months away for the release. Um, you, What you do is you have rapid development that gets in front of the users very, very quickly so that they can give feedback. And so rather than be six months off course, you're one week off course. So you've got small course corrections rather than gigantic course corrections. And ACR um, prides itself, WPN prides itself on being using Agile for basically everything. And so... The, the big question that I have for them is, okay, so you've had this DDoS problem for several years now. I, what, how does that comport with Agile? How, what, what, are you, what is not happening? What is going on with your environment and your architecture that you can't adjust it to be more resilient to this? I, I don't understand that. So, and, you know, I've never had an opportunity to directly talk to, um, to, uh, any of the heads leaders at well that's not entirely true i had um i had a stream there was a gigantic co-stream with um phil nagy that i hosted um but he it was mostly him talking and th- there were a few questions but that guy's funny was, that guy's yeah. funny you can get that guy riled up so easily it doesn't take much well, to get, put that guy on tilt yeah yeah but but like my point is to say that i like acr a lot i, mm-hmm. I don't want to like i also don't want to alienate acr they're not i'm not I'm not enemies with them. Right. I'm not. I, I think they're great, but they have some problems, and I'd like to see them addressed. And I wonder what it's going to take to to get those addressed. And so that my point is, what does a shill look like? A shill is somebody who, um, just whitewashes over those issues. And I have a few people in mind. Um, nice. they those pe those people know that what I think of them. Um, so they wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> so if if any of my friends are out there going, is he thinking of me? No. If if you you know already who you are, you already I'm just know. not gonna. Yeah, I'm just not gonna advertise. I'm not gonna. How do they know? Have you 
told them or like how we've, they... we've had discussions we've had okay. discussions about it i gotcha what do they say what do they why do they say that they're uh being a shill like why are they do well they come i i can't really either? i can't really answer that without i can't really answer okay. it okay i gotcha sorry didn't mean to put yeah. you on the spot. So it was, uh, yeah. I, don't, I just don't, I'm trying not to alienate anybody here. I'm trying no, to, I got you. Like, I'm, not, I'm not trying, I don't want to get you in too much trouble. Yeah. yeah. Even though your people are still going to come back and watch your stream. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. But well, just, I, you know, just saying <laughs> you can alienate a couple of people. Everyone's still going to come back and get, Oh, you. Oh, Oh, the, trust me. There's, there's plenty of, there's plenty of people that I've alienated. There's there's really? a couple that I there's a couple of people that I want to alienate right now, but I'm not going to do it until uh, well, until it. You've alienated people. How and what? Like how so? Like what well, was when they when when they've done things that I considered to be uncalled for to my friends, and they've behaved badly on Twitch and like done a bunch of things that I don't think is is talk, just is just trash yeah. on them. Well, talking trash, doing things in other people's streams, talking about them in other people's streams, and you know stuff like that. Look at and me. I just think look at me in the eyes right now. You see me? I see it's you. Lappy poker. It's him, isn't it? <laughs> it's not lappy poker. <laughs> lappy, lappy is an interesting character. Yeah, lappy he is, is a character. That is for damn sure. That guy is um, very interesting. But, I think I think he is really trying to. I think he's making an unbelievably concerted effort to control his temper. Uh, you know, if you watch his streams of late, and they're very different than his streams of say a couple of he years ago. Stream, he still streams. He does. He does. And awesome. and I I would say he's probably outside of, like within the U.S. He's got to be one of the biggest U.S. streamers. He's got really? to. Why? I mean, he he routinely gets a hundred people. Hundred viewers every time out, routinely. Is it because he's so like, he's just a polarizing figure, and people just like love to hate on him? And well, I think just, he makes a lot of final tables. I think he makes a lot of big money final tables. Um, yeah. and he's he's doing something with his bankroll management that allows him to play whatever buy-in level he wants to. Um, like if I ever get to the point where I can play routinely, you know, two sixty-fives and you, you know that kind of thing. On, on a regular who knows but my my bankroll's not there so uh what are you routine, re, uh, routinely playing these days uh generally uh, 22s are pretty uh, i'll play a 22 dollar tournament um without thinking too much about it and then i'll occasionally maybe you know once or twice a month i'll take a shot at a 55 um but 22s and 33s are pretty regular um 11s are i don't even think about 11 dollar tournaments um Really, that's awesome because I think when I first started watching you, you were playing like the micros, right? Like the five dollars. Yeah, yeah. Really? I, I, I've, I have, I ventured into the medium tab on America's Card Room these days, so yeah, I, I get up there. Like. Yeah, it's it's a little scary, but one of the things that's nice about the medium tab is like there's a lot fewer players. So one of the things that I've been trying to do is target tournaments that have a lot fewer players in them. And one way to do that is to go for the low value tournaments at the low tab, but even the low value tournaments at the low tab, you get a lot of people buying into. So by increasing my buy-in level, um I have reduced variance. So oh, so nice. rather than play a tournament that has 2000 players in it that I've got like a one in you know 
I don't know, one in a hundred chance of uh, making a lot of money on. Um, I'd rather play a tournament that has maybe 200 players and it costs a little bit more, but I reduce my variance because uh, my sh chance of, of getting deep in a 200 player tournament versus a 2000 player tournament is a lot. Uh, it's just a lot better. So, so it's just a, a, a technique that I'm doing to try and reduce my variance. I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I have a bankroll that I've had, I've have an extremely conservative bankroll management strategy just extremely conservative so um i don't have to do because poker is not my profession any winnings that i have can stay in the bankroll right nice. they don't have to go they don't have to go to life rake i don't have to like pay bills out of them now right. i have occasionally removed a couple of a few dollars to pay some bills just because because why not I can, right right. Because, right but for the most part almost everything stays in the bankroll um, and so I get to, I got, I have to figure out at some point when the bankroll is big enough to support, like just raking it regularly, you know, but right now it's not right now. The goal is to grow the bankroll. And then to do what, like, how do you, you just want to play a high level? Is that your goal? Like, do you, what well, is, I want I to, get I, to I never go ahead. I want to get to a point where I can extract value from poker. And right now, all of that value that I'm extracting from poker is going into growing the bankroll, right? So I don't know that, like, for a while there, my goal was um, $5,000 a year. And um, given the volumes that I play, that's a really difficult goal for me to reach. Um, so uh, I would say that if I can, like, play recreationally and extract five to ten thousand dollars a year that's probably good enough that's good enough for me that's you know run run deep every so often that'd be fine and um, then in that you're also growing your twitch channel and keeping the twitch going twitch dream alive right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i may i may step <laughs> i i don't know i mean i i i i'm i get one of the i used to golf and i was on the 11th hole and realized i'm tired of this i i'm bored <sighs> I'm, I'm, and I haven't golfed since. This was probably five years ago. Did you quit? Stopped. Did you quit on the eleventh hole? No, I finished out the round because <laughs> I had friends. With, I was with friends, but I just I had mental. I mentally quit, but I haven't yeah. gone back since. Wow, I haven't gone back since. Oh, so you're saying maybe this could happen at some time? Like I'm bored. I, with, I could uh, see that. Dreaming. I could see that. I could see that happen happening to me with poker, where I just get bored. Oh get, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I can see that. That's kind of. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> but I, who knows if I if I ever hit something gigantic, I'm I'm gonna go play in the um, WSOP, um, their 50th anniversary tournament that they have coming up here in June. It's a $500 buy-in with a million-dollar uh, first place guarantee. Holy cow, 500 bucks! You can't. That's some good value there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, can't it pass is. that so, up. Wow. Yeah, and no rake. Because it's their 50th anniversary, they're no rake. It's a rake wow. free. Wow, so, that's very cool. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go play in that. That'll be fun. Um, but he heck, if I win that, then it's all. Then it's then who knows what's on. Then I may. Then I may. I would put aside a certain amount for the um, for um the bankroll. I'd put aside. I I so I'm a um practicing devout Christian, and so. I would set aside 10% for church um, because that's what I do. Um, and then the rest would go to like probably 
pay off houses, pay up first off, I'd pay, pay off the tax, pay the tax, which would be just insane, insanely painful. Um, sure. But then I might pay off my house and then uh, I would n- not make much lifestyle st- style change except for poker. I would start increasing my buy-in levels. I would start trying to buy into things that a $50,000 bankroll could support, right? right? That that the bankroll that I have right now can't support. So so that's what I'd do. And I'd try and I'd, I'd up my game. I'd try and get good enough to support that game. I'd have to, it would require a lot of focused effort on, on study at that level. I think because you'd like do some more training, like hire some trainers or something like oh, that. Oh, I have, I have coaches. I use coaches. Um, yeah. I have, Drew is one of my coaches. And then uh, another guy named. You change your coaching up if you made that kind of money, like get one of like the big name dudes. Like, I don't know. Well, I, I have, I, I use, so I, I would probably not stop using Drew as a coach because he has a very an interesting perspective on the game that one of the things about poker is it's, it's not solved, right? It's not a solved game. So perspectives matter. Right. And I like multiple perspectives. So right now I use um, Bet on Drew and Snoston Lost as coaches. Um, Snoston Lost is another Twitch streamer. Um, Jason Smith is his name. And um, he's he's he has a very different perspective on the game than Drew does. And so I would probably in, in add coaches, add perspectives, but I don't think I'd take away perspectives. Nice. Loyal. I like it. Yeah, uh, it's 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 not about loyalty as much as like I mean you can look at it as loyal, but it's more. Um, I don't want to lose that perspective, right? Okay. It's it loyal yeah. implies that there isn't something that I gain out of it. Yeah, and and it, I, I get I Drew is a great coach. If you are, um, it, like wanting to get started with coaching, uh, there is no one better to get started on the coaching process than Drew. There's just no one better. He is such a good, he is such a good coach. He is so good at coaching. Um, you ever, ever think about coaching? Actually, one of the things that Drew has said to me is like his challenge for me, and I have resisted it with unbelievable ferocity, is he's like, the next step for you, um, Geek, is you need to coach. You need All to right. set up, set out a sign and start coaching. And his logic and his rationale behind that is that you don't really learn something until you have to teach it to somebody else. Yeah, exactly. You hear a lot of martial artists kind of say the same thing. And I don't disagree with that I, in theory, um, but I don't feel comfortable taking on the responsibility of somebody else's bankroll, mm. somebody else's results. I'm just, I, that just scares the crap out of me. What kind it's of... Uh, like what kind of player bankroll would he suggest you coach? Like, like a low limit guy, like a guy that's playing one dollar, like five dollars and below, or well, his or like- his his goal for me to coach is not to say, um, pick this level of person to coach. Is to say, you need to coach because coaching drives a desire to understand. Right, and whatever level you decide to coach at is irrelevant. You're going to need to educate yourself before you can coach it. And if you finding, don't have, as far as finding a student, you know, like who are you like going to be comfortable? Like, what would you be comfortable with? I would be comfortable with like somebody who is like just brand new to the game who said to me, Hey, I, 
I really have absolutely no idea what the heck I'm doing here. What help me out? And so some of the basics like position, um, bet sizing, you know, like very, very basic bet sizing, um, uh, things like, you know, <laughs> things like the basic rules of the game, that, that kind of stuff I would be happy talking about. Um, very, very rudimentary range construction. Um, I'd be happy talking about that with somebody who is very beginner. I would be comfortable with that. I could do that. It's just that I, I'm, I, yeah. I say I, I could do that, but I, I, at the same time, I also know that like the idea of like telling somebody this, this particular thing and then watching them run off and implement it while I'm on a downswing, right? Just terrifies me. Right. And sometimes downswings are my fault and sometimes downswings are variance's fault. And it's really hard to discern which is which. Um, but the idea of like trying to give somebody else advice while my game is not working is just horrifying. Hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but you got to understand that's just part of poker. I mean, it's true. Your advice should be sound whether it's going through a downswing or not. It's it's sound advice and, and you have proven proven statistics to back up your play so you just have to and you're assuming that your your student's going to be watching your results right like yeah they're not i guarantee they're not watching it as close as i am yeah (laughs) right i wouldn't worry about that it still freaks me out it still freaks me out maybe just uh find someone you're comfortable with even if you can't like pronounce his name if it's like aurora I don't know. <laughs> are you are you well are you applying for coaching now? Is that what you're doing? You know, I'm not against it. I might <laughs> if you're looking if you're looking to be a, looking for a guinea pig, I might just be your man. Get me back uh, into get me back into online poker. I'll take a coach and uh let's do it. Well, yeah, no, that makes me nervous. But but Ryan for you Ryan for you, I'd consider it. Yeah, consider it. Think about it. I would do something like that. We could turn it into something too. I could oh, check this shit out, man. Uh, you're looking about having somebody on your show, on your, on your Twitch stream, what better person to have than your student. And I can yeah. come on and then we can talk about, you can tell me what you're doing, why you're doing it, what you're thinking, or you can. Well, that's how, that's how, like I got, that's how I started with, co- that's how I started with coaching is like, I did a live coaching session with Drew on his stream. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hey man, think about it. I would, uh, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Don't get your hopes up, but I will think about it. Yeah, I'm gonna get my hopes up, but uh, I would uh, I I throw it out there. I'd, I'd take some coaching. Well, yeah. so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If 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 I at some point or another said to you, you need to coach someone, how would you feel about that? See, I'm I would like to do that. I would if I got to a point to where I thought I was able to coach, I'd be like, see, All that's right. whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa! Don't throw that condition out there. See, that's the condition All that right. I have. If That's some, the exact position okay. I have right now, which is I don't feel like I'm in a position to be able to coach someone. How about this? My coach, One Doll Geek, says, hey, Ryan, I've seen some results, uh, and I like the way you're thinking, and I think this would benefit you, and I think you're ready. Then I would be like, you know what? All right, I've trusted you this part. I've, I've trusted you this far, and you haven't let me down yet. Then okay. I will start coaching because you've got me this far. My coach says that I'm ready to coach. Then who's who better to know? I'm always going to. Well, but that's not. But that's not what Drew is saying. Drew is not saying you're ready to coach. He's saying 
that you should. You should coach because it will force you to get ready to coach. All right. Well, look, I'm the perfect candidate for that. I don't care if I. <laughs> wow. Well, you, you've gone on hard sell mode. Yeah, I have a joke. <laughs> let's, let's take a race CR. Let's do it. <laughs> do you have a HUD? Uh, I did, but I have. I don't. I, I I did on my old computer. Um, I'd have to switch some shit around. Um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe or maybe not. I don't know if I have one anymore. But I mean, I can get one. Oh man, I really stepped into it. I shouldn't have said anything. Yeah, look, let, that one I should have just left go. You just go ahead and, and mull it over, have a nice hot tea with some honey in it <laughs> oh, by the fire and just think about, hmm, I, not only get I, would I get to learn how to teach, it's with a guy who doesn't care if he loses and I could use him on my stream to do my little idea that I'm thinking about bringing other people on. It's a win-win-win. I, I was just going to say that. I was just going to say, whether you've gone to the win-win sales pitch. That's where it's going now. Mm -hmm. Oh, Ryan, man, you're cracking me up. That's what I Drew, do, man. Drew, I am certain that Drew is like, if he if he listens to this podcast, he's going to be like, tell him, Ryan, tell him. You tell him. I've told Drew to do some things, too, and I'm wanting him to do it. He knows what, what to do. I told him... One of the ideas was to like do like every now and then do like a, a W Coop event or something like that, like a Poker Stars event where when they do those big series, I think you should go to like Mexico since he's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You can hitchhike to Mexico. It's not that far away. Throw up a little account up there and do some Poker Stars and bring the stream every like a couple times a year. I think that'd be awesome for a stream and bring a lot of that exposure from the rest of the world. Well, um, he's you know he's on the Thirst Lounge thing, right? Oh, I heard about that. Is that I don't I don't really know exactly what that is, but so he is going to be hosting. Yeah, though no, it, it is a big deal. He's going to go um get uh Bill Perkins is sending flying him and nine other people down to host his like stream boat thing, the thing that he does like on his boat That's in yeah, in the Caribbean, and um, and he's going to be one of the hosts, and he's got a stake associated with that. And I, I mean, I think that that I personally think that the exposure from this is just going to absolutely explode his stream. I think it's, I think that he, because like of the people that were are the hosts, he is like by far the most experienced um streamer from a Twitch streamer from a poker. I, you know, I don't have an opinion on the poker play of any of the other players i don't i don't know it i don't know it well enough to have that opinion um but from a streaming perspective he is like by far the most experienced streamer and um so it's uh it'll be interesting how how he what he can do to leverage this because i i think it's going to blow up his stream and i hope it does because, i hope it does yeah we need we need an American poker streamer to he, blow up well he's just, but he's also just he's just such a good guy oh he's, he's such a He's number he's one. Such a yeah, and and um, and I just hope it blows. I, blow, I hope that he's built would uh would be so amazing if he could build it to uh just like you know you 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 turn on Twitch and you see something like Lex or Jamie Staples and they just have thousands of people watching. It'd be dope to see uh, Drew make the, that community his 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 positive vibe community yeah. reach of people uh yeah i think that would be cool. america too you know because you know ma ma mainly his main streamers or his main viewers are american it'd be cool yeah. to get that uh, just spread out all over the place 
Yeah, totally agree. I got to check the map to see where my wife is because we're approaching time where I have to go. Yeah, let's. Uh, we can end this thing. I was hoping to talk about Bitcoin, but we can do that another time. And I've got no, no, no. Good. Oh, well, okay. There we go. There we go. I was going to say, you know, go ahead and ask, but uh, I do have about, I would say, fifteen minutes. So oh, if the question could be answered Bitcoin in fifteen minutes. No, Bitcoin is going to take longer than fifteen minutes. Yeah, I was yeah probably. Say, Andreas Antonopoulos is Bitcoin Jesus. No, no, Bitcoin, no, Andreas, the Bitcoin Jesus is a guy who's, oh, why is his name escaping me right now? I have Google. I got to pee. I can't hold it. I can't hold it. You Google that. Hold on court for like 45 seconds. Roger Ver. Roger Ver. Roger Ver is Bitcoin Jesus. So while he's off peeing, let me just put in my tiny little plug for Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin is the best thing to happen to money in centuries, centuries. Um, so I, I'm a big fan of Bitcoin. Um, but I guess we'll talk about that later on. We'll talk about that when he comes, when, uh, when we have another, another opportunity to do that, because the, the reason why I think that is complicated and, uh, and varied, but I will say this, if you, th if you're asking me about Bitcoin as an investment, I have no idea. If you want to know what the price of Bitcoin is going to be, I, I really have no idea. I look at it from the technology perspective and what I think about the technology. And I also take a look at it from the um, like uh, the economics perspective. So there are two, my two favorite books on the topic are one by Andreas Antonopoulos called Mastering Bitcoin, which is a long treatise on how the technology actually works under the covers and what it it's doing. It talks a little bit about some of the incentives behind it, but it's mostly technical driven. And then the other, my other favorite book on the topic is a book called um, The Bitcoin Standard by Seyfedeen. Oh, I forget Seyfedeen's last name, but he is he is a professional economist who talks about Bitcoin and um, give, goes into the economics of Bitcoin. And he is uh, his book is convincing me about Bitcoin. So anyway, um, you're back, and I answered all the questions of Bitcoin and while you were peeing. So you just have to rewatch it. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, my whole my whole thing about bringing up the Bitcoin Jesus thing was you were going to be my uh, Bitcoin Buddha. Okay. Okay. Well, what I would say about Bitcoin, somebody at work asked me about Bitcoin the other day and they said, you know a lot about Bitcoin. And I said, well, I know more than the average person knows about Bitcoin, but compared to what there is to know about Bitcoin, I'm, I don't know much. And the, where I am in my Bitcoin knowledge is like the difference between say a person who knows the rules of poker and knows some basic strategy of poker um, compared to the average person who knows absolutely nothing, doesn't even know the rules of poker, right? I, I, I know more than the average person by a significant amount when it comes to Bitcoin because the average person knows nothing. But I'm not someone like Daniel Negreanu. Um, right. Right. I'm not there. I, so like what I know about Bitcoin is significantly more than the average person but not anywhere near enough to be called where i would call myself like expert level especially compared to someone like um andreas or or like any of the core developers or any like, like even some of the people around the bitcoin community um uh, like there's a couple of podcasts that I like to listen to. What Bitcoin did is a great podcast. Um, Let's talk Bitcoin is a great podcast. Um, So, so like even like th 
like I don't I know nothing compared to these guys. I'm, I'm just a, like a guy who read a couple of books and and found it interesting, right? But I read the one book I read, Mastering Bitcoin. I I could understand, I could comprehend the technology because because as a developer, I've got some experience with that. So so that helped me. Um, so compared to the average person, I know a lot. But compared to like what there is to know, I know, you know, I'm 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 a I'm an infant. Yeah. So, are you gonna keep? Do you want to keep? learning as much as you can about it or are you kind of like I do. yeah i do i do i think I, I bitcoin is one of those things like like andreas describes it as the internet of money and i think that that's an appropriate um term and i think like there's a guy named uh wences caceres who runs a major exchange called zappo uh, it's outside of the u.s but it's a very big exchange and um uh, the the combination of the two of them, they see, like Wences said something like, you know, if you think about the internet, the internet gives people information. If you ask the average third world person, would they rather have information or would they rather have money? They'd rather have money. And That's I'm the wrong pretty, answer. That's why they're a I'm, third world country. Well, I'm pretty convinced that, I'm pretty convinced that um, Bitcoin is going to do for money what the internet did for publishing. It's just going to change the game completely. So that's we can big, talk about that's, that's the great hope, right? Is that it does change the game, right? Um, from a, I don't know that I would describe it as hope. I would say that getting people off of a monetary system that is centrally planned and centrally controlled and manipulatable by um, governments and inflatable, mostly inflatable, is is a big big problem mm -hmm. that that government manipulation of the money system is really problematic and um i think that bitcoin can do that and the 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 hope part is the extent to which the world sort of pays attention and realizes that bitcoin can do this it's going to be fought against people are going to fight against it, and people are not going to like uh governments are not going to stand idly by and just make and just let their power disappear. <laughs> right. right yeah um yeah but, that's for damn sure but but i think that i i'm relatively convinced that bitcoin can do it so we'll see we'll see i guess mark i appreciate it so much uh you've been an awesome friend and uh supporting the podcast and supporting me i can't thank you enough for doing what you do and being you um I, I, like from bottom of my heart man you stepped up for the first time and then i screwed up and you came back and bailed me out of this jam dude thank you so much i want you to coach me and <laughs> <laughs> and if there's anything you want to say before we get out of here man just go ahead and plug everything that you want let no let so know, my stream is my stream is twitch.tv slash one dull geek. Um, I have been pretty irregular on the stream here lately. Um, I'm trying to remedy that. Um, we'll see how that goes. Um, and then on Twitter, I am same name, twitter.com slash one dull geek. That is probably the two best ways to get a hold of me if if you want to get a hold of me. Um, I my the main thing that I love doing on both Twitch and um and the technology side is if you have a question about how the technology works. I will try to answer it. So I, I love that is that is sort of my my um, bread and butter where I feel really really good is trying to help people with 
technology. So th those are the those are the things that I really want to do. So if you want if you have questions about how technology works, hit me up. Unless it's with the Mac. And I know nothing about Macs. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, you've always been at least willing to help me out, even though I have a Mac and it's been awesome. And I actually I have some stuff that I might be needing your help with soon down the road. All right. Um, hit me but up. Yeah, yeah, everybody hit them up. It's one the number one dull geek. Find them everywhere that way. Uh, thank you guys, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Uh, the first one in the new studio. We'll have live guests in studio Ooh. next week. Uh, Mark, thanks every and Mark, thank you for being here. Thank you everybody for listening. And uh, Ryan, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Man, I appreciate you. Have a good one, everybody. Listen to Neanderthal.